Hi, this is Ira. And I'm Mark. And welcome to our podcast, Wandering Retirement. Thank you for joining us today as we delve into our retirement journey. We chose the name because that is exactly what we are doing. We are wandering into retirement. Now might be a good time to remember that famous Tolkien quote, not all who wander are lost. You can join the conversation by emailing us anytime at wanderingretirement at gmail.com. That's wanderingretirement at gmail.com. So, Mark, what are we going to talk about today? Today we're going to talk about spousal relationships. Yeah, I think it's an important part of retirement, and I think it's very important that right up front we say we are in good relationships. Well, at least we think at we're in good. We think we're in good relationships. Well, you can check with our spouses after this, yeah. but yeah, I think we're in pretty positive relationships. So, Ira, you say you're in a good relationship. What does that mean to you? We get along. Okay. Um, we might have our little differences, but on a, as a whole, I look at our relationship and think, I'm satisfied with that. And I think that she can say that as well. <laughs> so it's mutual respect, mutual agreement. We just, we get along. I, I think that's amazing because um, especially sometimes I look at newlyweds or young couples that are getting married and they're marrying their, they're marrying their, uh, lifelong love, and they're marrying their uh, best friend. I always like that term. Well, I'll tell you the truth. I didn't marry my best friend. My best friend was a guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you today, I'm living with my best friend. Yeah. You know, and, and, um, and I think that's how I would judge a little bit about why I think it's a good relationship, because it really is my best friend. Yeah. Who, who in the world would you want to spend more time with? Yeah. You know, I want to spend my time with Valerie. I think I, I enjoy spending time with her. I want to come home to her. I, that that's what makes the relationships good. The relationship good. I'm not going to say it's perfect. I'm not going to say that we don't have our disagreements. I'm not going to say that we don't have times where it's like, oh my gosh, you're driving me crazy. <laughs> but overall, it's her who I want to come back to, and that's what makes it good. But if, I remember earlier when we talked in a podcast, one of the things that was important for you at work was at the end of the day, you left it because you like to come home to Valerie. I think uh, I'll, I'll say Kathy's and mine has been a little different journey in that, you know, we both work full time and then we did have kids. But then when the kids left, I think that was our time to reconnect, if you will. That was that's the time we were you know, sort of some people would say fell in love again. I would use the term got to know, to know each other again, got to like each other again. And we probably became more honest with each other during those years. And yeah. that's why I think part of what helped us walking into retirement, come back to being friends. And, and you realized it was a good thing. Yeah. And yeah. you liked it. Yeah. 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 And And Valerie and I never had kids. And Valerie was retired for 10 years prior to my retirement. So there, there's a little bit of difference. She had her routine. We always were together, just the two of us. So that makes a difference to me as well in, in how it, it worked. But now all of a sudden we're together a lot more. Okay. And that makes a difference too. One of the things, I talked to Kathy a little bit about this yesterday, and one of the things that, that uh, I said, well, what should we talk about? And she said, one of the things that was important to her, and I'd be interested if you and Valerie feel the same way, is that we both have our own lives. 
it's not that we don't spend more time together than we did before retirement. We do, and we enjoy it. But we still have our own lives. I'm going to see if I can find my notes here. Kathy's advice, because it's important. You still want to do things together, but you can't have one person sitting at home waiting for the other person to do things. As we speak, right now, sitting recording this, Valerie is not home. She is out doing her thing, but also the main thing is she's maintaining relationships with other people. We figured out quite quickly that if we weren't doing things together, it wasn't necessary that when she was scheduling lunch with somebody, that I scheduled lunch with somebody. With she, her being out for lunch with somebody gives me an opportunity to be alone, to quote unquote have a break. And the same thing goes for her. When I go out and schedule something with somebody, whether it's social or professional or health-wise or whatever, that she doesn't have to have something. The schedules don't have to mesh. They, they just have to mesh isn't the right word. The schedules don't have to be equal. They just need to mesh. And right. It's important to have time alone. Yeah, I, th I think that's maybe kind of the, the same thing Kathy was yeah, saying. Yeah, exactly. That is, exactly. That, is that it's it's good to both be together because we actually do enjoy being together, but it's also good to have time alone. But and whether, whether that's time alone, whether that's time with the guys, whether that's time golfing, whether it's time gardening, there is a certain balance we all, at least I'll say, I try to achieve between myself and my, my relationship. Yeah. In fact, there are quite, I'd say almost every day we say to each other, so what's on your agenda today? And, we, you know, we talk about what we're going to do, but it doesn't have to be that, well, I'm doing this and you need to do this with me. I think that's important that on those, on our calendars, we always send invitees and Valerie knows my schedule. All she has to do is look at her calendar. Yeah. I, my schedule is on her calendar. Okay. And often we decide the day of or the day before if we're going to be together or not when we do those things. So it is a matter of melding routines. I think that's really critical, really important. And that is one of the things we struggled with early on. And that Valerie tends to be a real self-starter and get get her day going early. She gets up, she she starts. Whereas I'm a pretty doggone good procrastinator. Tend to start a lot slower. I enjoy sitting and drinking my coffee, catching up on news. So that has been interesting in that, especially in the winter months, I was in her face sitting there trying to work. <laughs> that probably didn't work all that well. No, it was a struggle, mm. but it's been better. All right. So one of the things that, that has changed in our relationship is we never we never went to each other's health appointments. Okay. Uh, not that we have significant health issues, but I tend now to go with Kathy to her health, you know, whether it's her doctor or dentist or whatever, and she tends to go with me. And I like her being there, whereas I guess I never thought about it previously, one, it's nice to have another person in the room that's your advocate, uh, and she's always been my advocate, but also it's nice to have another person in the room to remember what was said <laughs> and ask those questions you forgot to ask. Do you, do you, do you attend stuff like that with Valerie yet? Or is that yeah, not? not all of them, but certainly we we go together more. Yeah. You mentioned dentist. I can't, I can't 
say that I've ever gone along on a dentist appointment. Well, I go, I go, I, yeah, that's true. I haven't gone on a dentist, but Kathy has this periodontal thing that's kind of oh. a pain in the neck, and I don't go sit back in the periodontal. But she, you know, she appreciates somebody going with her. She appreciates something because it's a distance to, you know, to go with her, and then we go out to lunch or whatever. So um, it's, yeah, it's not that I really go to the dentist with well, her. Well, and you bring up a good point. <laughs> We're always looking for an excuse to go out to lunch. <laughs> so, oh, I'll go along with you to that appointment and I'll sit and read a book while you're in your appointment and then afterwards we'll go out to lunch. That's <laughs> a very common occurrence for us. So so one of the things we haven't talked about because we're on the I'm going to say right now, we're both on the positive side. We've talked about you and I that we have what we'll call positive marriages, we think. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, I've known people that don't have positive marriages. What would you encourage them to do? Wow. Well, first off, if you've got significant problems, get help. What do you mean get help? Go go for counseling. Well, you know, I, I actually recommended that to a friend once, and I got back from them this idea, well, I live in a small town, and people will know, and they didn't want rumors going around and stuff. How do you answer that? If it's worth it, go get help. Yeah. If you really want something badly enough, well, I, I think it, it's kind of like you've talked about before. If you have a health problem, you're going to go get help. You're going to go get it taken care of. If you got a heart condition, you want to make sure that that's taken care of. Problem in your relationships is the same thing. If you can get help, get help. Yeah. Counseling is important. I, I I don't think you can underestimate that. I think, and and you know, I think you and I have talked. We've both been in counseling with our spouses before. It's not a big deal. But I think if I was 65 and knew I was going to live with this person for the next 20, 30, 35 years, I would want to decide now whether I really want to do that or not. And I think counseling would help me through that. It might help me out the door. It might help me understand why I was there in the first place and it's make it better. You know, no. Yeah. Either way, it's going to help. Yeah. And so uh, that was our plug for counseling, I think. Because, <laughs> But I think it's important. I see people that retire and pick at each other. They don't like each other, whatever it is. And, and I can't say that they're not happy, but they certainly don't look happy. Yeah. We had one friend talk about retirement and they have been, in fact, we may have touched on this earlier that the Bickersons moved into their house because they <laughs> They pick at each other, and then they talk about how the Bickersons have finally moved out of their house because they're starting to adjust and change and get along. So, But I, I think that's the reality of a, a living relationship. If you're going to be in a relationship, there's going to be high points, there's going to be low points. You're going to say, wow, that wasn't a great day, or man, that was a great time. I just think that that's the reality of a relationship. But if it's important enough to you, that's the key. If it's important enough to you and you want to invest your time in it, make it work. Talk to them. Communication is really key in a relationship. And again, we aren't experts. All we're doing is talking about our relationships and whether they work or not. So I think it's very critical that you just work at it. Interesting. Now, the other thing I, I thought about, and again, you and I are fortunate not to be in this situation, but I, I think about it now more than I thought about it five, 10 years ago. And I think about that caretaker role. Yeah. 
that there's a there's more of a risk that our spouse or ourselves are going to face some kind of significant illness where the other one has to be the caretaker. Have you thought about that at all, or, or do you try to ignore that? <laughs> I have not thought about it much. Maybe it's because we're both you know relatively young at this point and we're in pretty good health and we're early in this retirement phase and we're still taking care of Valerie's dad. Well, not taking care of him, but he's he's an issue with his health. So no, but have you? No. Well, yeah, I have thought about it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I have thought about because I've seen friends where one of them gets sick and the other one becomes the caretaker. And I am not looking forward to that day, either being the caregiver or the, the recipient, but that's going to change the relationship at some point. Maybe next year, if we do another season of this, I'd like to have somebody in those roles to come in and talk with us because I think there's maybe preparation we can do for those things, but I don't know what it is. I'm sure. not suggesting we can tell people how to prepare for that. Uh, I will tell you something because I, you and I had this discussion before, Ira, <laughs> and this is the whole finance. You and another friend of mine have no idea how to do bills at your house, the simple <laughs> things. And maybe, maybe that's those are the kind of things that in relationships as we age, those are the kind of things maybe we all should make an effort at, whether it's doing the bills, whether it's learning how to cook, whether it's, you know, the there's some things that spouses aren't going to be able to do that the other spouse does. But there's some simple things, I think, like bills and cooking and maybe you cleaning. You call that simple. <laughs> doing bills, simple. Yes, I I am guilty. I do not I do not know anything about our finances, but that's been all my life. All my life, I got paid. I brought it home, put or got put into the bank, and I, that's terrible, but it's true. <laughs> and you're right. I should at least have a handle on how to do those things because if something were to happen to Valerie, especially if I'd have to go into caretaker role, I'm going to have to do that. And, yeah. you know, but here, here. household chores, it's something totally different. Someone else can do that or I can do that. Uh, the yard work, the same thing. But the finances are very personal and they're very important. So you're right. I need to work on that. Let me, so. tell, you, let me tell you what Kathy and I did. Because Kathy, for 20 years, she says, I need to learn about our finances. And for 20 years, we've said, let's set up a date next week and talk about it. For 20 years, we missed the date, <laughs> I tell you. And in retirement, she's like, I need to learn about our finances. And we finally did sit down and we had uh, bill training or finance training. And we did it actually probably three or four times. And we haven't done it for a while. But what it turned out was we developed a little piece of paper. It's electronic, but she's also got it a piece of paper where she knows where all our bills are how they're paid, you know, some are automatic deductions, some come out of this bank, whatever. Yeah. And she also then also has all my passwords. Yeah. So for those of you listening that are not doing the bills in your house, truthfully, that's one of the things as a caretaker, you could you could get a better handle on now. Or the opposite of those, for those of you listening who are doing the bills in your house, <laughs> make sure that whoever you're sharing your house with understands that it's important that they know. So, yeah. Yeah, I get that. So one of the things I thought about Ira in retirement is, you know, we're going to get, we get into routines. We've gotten into routines and I, I will tell you, I like routines to a certain extent, but one of the risks I think of retirement is getting into a rut. And there's a difference between a rut and a routine. A, a rut to me is a routine that happens every single day. I still like spontaneity in my relationship with my spouse. How about you? Oh, absolutely. And I think I, again, when people ask us, 
what's new, you can say nothing. It's been good. Oh, I've always, I, I am at the point in life where I tell you, I have no excitement in my life, and I'm good with that. Yeah. <laughs> boring is good. Boring can be good sometimes. But I think there's a little bit of difference between boring and routine as well. Right. Routine is when things happen the same every day. And I agree with you totally. That's just, I can't imagine that personally. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't happen. We will, we had, we have very good friends who actually have done an ignore me day where they get up in the morning, they hardly or don't communicate. They go about their day and they do their whole day without paying any attention. That sounds terrible to their spouse, but it's one of those things where they aren't dependent on each other. They do what they want to do. They're not worried about what their spouse is doing. And talk about a good way to break a routine because there is no responsibility to anybody. So do, you, so, so do you put that on the calendar? Tomorrow's our ignore me day. <laughs> I, I'm intrigued with it. We have not done it. I can see where there are times when we get involved in each other's agendas, and maybe it's okay that we don't yeah, do that. I agree. So that, yeah. I, I don't know if I'd go to that extreme. I kind of like that, though. I like that ignore me day. Uh, that, that's interesting. I also want to go back, because we haven't talked about it, but I, you, before we sat down today, you talked a little bit about that first entry into retirement and now all of a sudden you're together and you talked about your father-in-law or your oh, yeah. somebody. Um, well, when I, I made notes on what I wanted to discuss today and I went to Valerie and I said, so here's my notes. What else needs to be? And I'm going to read this because this was her answer. You need to learn that questioning my routine and way of doing something is not a good thing. So, especially, again, she's been at this 10 years, there is stuff she does, and I might look at it and say, well, that's not how I would do it, or, you know, something to that effect. And the worst case example is when my dad stopped working, and he didn't even know how to, well, he probably could boil water, but that was about it. And he went in and rearranged my mother's kitchen. I bet you appreciated that. Oh, he my. he got it right, right? Is that <laughs> that story was told so many times. They survived it. They did well. But I got to tell you, I learned to just say, Valerie, that's good. So I think the advice to our listeners today is. Don't go and rearrange your wife's or your spouse's life. Yes, exactly. You might try and understand it. I don't want her out in my shop either. Yeah. So oh, there you go. Yeah. So actually, this this brings me to sort of a different thing that I was thinking about, similar in that one of the things I've had to recognize, I've had to sit back and recognize that my spouse, that Kathy has changed, that she now, I mean, she's still a mother, but more importantly, now she's a grandmother and that's sure. a different role. Yeah. Yep. But but she's sort of coming to her own, and I don't know how else to describe it. She's back to before kids and before me. You know, she's she's involved herself in things that surprise me a little bit, but I'm excited for her, and I will do whatever I can to support her on her, her new self, and not that she's dramatically changed. I'm not suggesting that. But it's a different life. Yeah, it's a different life. And, and so on one hand, I'll tell you I'm impressed and proud that she's doing this stuff. On the other hand, I've got to make sure I support it and don't explain to her how she could do it better. And I'm really, I'm really good at that. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and the difference there again is Valerie was at this much longer. She had that routine and she had her what she did. So she hasn't, the changes she has had since I've retired is dealing with me and she's done well. She has adjusted very well as 
I have tried to adjust. I, you know, for all this rambling and talking about spousal relationship, the key is communicating. If you don't like something, don't be critical, but you can talk about it. You know, don't be afraid to communicate. I'm not going to tell you that I disagree with the key part. That communication is very important. But I think that the one of the things I'll say that has helped me and I think helps our relationship is I know I pick my battles better, okay. uh, you know, yeah. uh, and I think Kathy picks her battles better. Yeah. I think and whether you call that tolerance of each other, I think we're a little more tolerant of each other. I think absolutely. If something's under your craw, you got to speak about it. Don't get me wrong. It was I, just I, like you were with raising kids. So far. You pick your battles. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. And if, yeah. And so I, I, I think there's that balance between being open and honest. Hey, you got to know this is driving me nuts. And we've had those conversations. I've heard those conversations come at me. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and but I think that's that's great. But also uh, this hasn't happened, but I put the toilet paper on upside down. Ain't a battle worth fighting. That isn't, frankly, a battle worth talking about, you know? And so I think we've but we now, both have gotten better at that. I would argue that leaving the toilet seat up or down isn't worth arguing about. Because <laughs> so, I'm living here now, and so is she. So anyway, yeah. So I, I, I think that's, um, you know, you talk you think about what what's changed or what's good is I think what you said is the open and, uh, you know, the open communication. I think we talk about things that maybe we needed to talk about 10 years ago or 20 years ago. And now we have the time, take the time, find the time. I'm not sure what and talk about them. And it's good to get that stuff out. Even, even 20 years later, it's okay to get that stuff out, but also picking at each other doesn't work. And I think that's one of the things that used to bother me when I watched other people. And and I probably do pick at Kathy and she probably picks at me, but boy, I try to do as best I can to avoid it. Yeah. yeah. You know, and in that, I think it's the same vein, of, but it, find out what you both like to do. Okay. Valerie and I really do enjoy going out for lunch. Okay. And I like to go out for breakfast. She doesn't prefer breakfast. She likes to go out for lunch. So we do more lunch than breakfast. And the other thing that's really embarrassing, we enjoy winding down at the end of the day watching a TV program. Why is that embarrassing? Well, it's kind of slobby. But mm-hmm. we'll, we'll no, see. hold on. No, 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 no. See, one of the things we've, we've, you've talked about and I've talked about is this whole guilt thing. If, if you're comfortable and that's how, you know, if, if and it's both of us are comfortable. Yeah. Because yeah. we'll you, sit there watching a TV program. And during, an, of course, they're almost all recorded now. I'll be speeding through the the commercial, and I'll look over at her and say, "How are you doing over there?" And she'll say, "Oh, it's so good." And I'll say, "Yeah, it is, isn't it?" And it's a good way for us to wind down and end the day. So the, yeah, the guilt is gone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's not anything I typically share with anybody but Valerie. So yeah. there you go. Now the world. Knows. Now the world. Knows. But. But again, I think that goes back to that guilt thing. And I think we're going to talk about the guilt off and on throughout this this, this season. It is difficult in retirement to not feel guilty. Oh, I should be working. I should be earning a living. I should be volunteering more. I should read more. I, I should, should be spending more time with my spouse. I should be spending more time with my spouse or I should be spending less time with yeah. my spouse. Because, and I think, I think we're old enough now that we know better. You know, 
And and we do get to choose. We're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. You know. Uh, so, yeah, it's not perfect. I'm not suggesting it's perfect, but I, I'm just suggesting I'm doing my best to, I don't want to say live in the day, but I'm doing better at living in the day and not trying to be too guilty about the future. I mean, I'm, I care about the future for my children and grandchildren. I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm getting more and more into that seven generation thing that I've never considered before. Um, So don't get me wrong. It's not that I don't worry about the future. I I spent a lot of time worrying about the future, but I'm also learning better to not feel guilty because I watch TV as opposed to read a book or I read a book as opposed to doing this or what, you know, everybody has their things they think they should be doing. Kind of at this point, I get to choose a little bit about what I'm doing and I don't want to lose that. We worked hard for this. Yeah. Or we got lucky and didn't have to work too hard and it kind of worked out for either us. Way. You know? yep, either way. All right. So we've spent a lot of time babbling here at the end. Is there anything else you want to talk about today? I don't think so. Okay, Ira. I think uh, what we've decided is that a big part of a fulfilling life in retirement is that positive spousal relationship. Yeah. Don't forget that you love and you like your spouse. Um, communication is vital. As always. Uh, it's still important that we each have independent lives of sorts. And I think we all appreciate that because I appreciate my independence, so I'm sure Valerie does as well. And, and finally, I think it's, it is important that we recognize that we're changing and that our spouses are changing and that we honor, I guess is the, the appropriate word for that. Yeah, and I think that goes with just because we're older, older doesn't mean that things aren't changing yet. So be open to it. So um, we want to thank you for joining us today here at Wandering Retirement. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the discussion, and we'd like to hear from you. So pre- please drop us a note at wanderingretirement at gmail.com. That's wanderingretirement at gmail.com. And please join us next time as we delve into... We're going to talk about time management. Time management time. and all the little aspects that go along with that. And we'll touch on guilt yet again. Okay. So this is Mark. And this is Ira signing off. Remember, all who wander are not lost.